What's good, Commanders family? Brian Cole with you here, and this is the Next Man Up podcast, where we talk to your favorite Commanders players, not so much about X and O's, more about the man behind the helmet. And our next man up is no other than Sam Cosby. Sam talks about his family ties, inspiring his incredible work ethic. He talks about being overlooked early in his career and what that did for him today. And of course, he showed love to his new baby girl. Yes, Sam Cosby is a girl dad. And we talk about all that and much more. All that starts right now. What's good, Commanders family? I'm Brian Cole Jr. And this is the Next Man Up podcast. We talk to your favorite Commanders players, not so much about X and O's, more about the player behind the helmet. And our next man up is no other than our big guy, Sam Cosby. Sam, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Appreciate you having me on this. And I appreciate you being here. I know you guys are busy, man. We're on the back end of the season. But like yep. I said, we don't really want to talk too much about football. We want to know who you are as a person, man. And we want to start from the beginning. Yeah. So you said humble Texas, right? Humble. Not humble, but humble Texas. H is silent. Uh, I don't know why, but that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> All right. Talk about that and like what it means being there because I know you love Texas a lot and that's home for you. Yeah. I mean, you know, growing up there, uh, my family still has the same household that I grew up in. Wow. Um, you know, that's just the area I've always been in and loved and seen it develop and do all that. So, um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of, you know, like connections there and stuff like that. You know, most of my family, I have a massive family. And so all of them are pretty much there, uh, you know, 30 minutes outskirts of that area. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's home to me, you know? Yeah, man. And they say Texas, well, they have this argument, right? Where like Texas, Florida, California, they talk about the best football states. Yeah. Would you put Texas up there at the uh, top? I mean, it players? has to be. Right? It has to be. It's like Friday nights is like, it's almost like, you know, other than church, you know, it's, it's, it's second, you know? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, there's nothing like it. And, you know, the support that we get from parents and all that type of stuff, they're so invested into it. Um, ever since growing up in Little League and doing all that stuff, I mean, it's the Little League uh, parents are crazy, you know? <laughs> I bet. Crazy for it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like a religion of its own. Yeah, it seems like it. I have uh, cousins that live out there and, like, you know, nephews and stuff like yeah. that that play at a very, like, you know, they're this big playing, they're tiny yeah. little kids playing, but they're getting, like, big championship rings yeah. and things like that to compete. Did you get to do that when you were a kid? Yeah. I mean, we the when they started introducing, like, the rings, yeah. I thought it was so cool. Uh, we When I started doing select ball, so, like, that was, like, uh, going into, like, end of elementary into middle school type yeah. of thing. Uh, they started introducing like when you won championship, you got a ring. I actually got a couple uh, that my dad. I everything I get that you know from you know, you know high school, college. Now I just give it to my dad, and he keeps it, and he loves it and cherishes it. So uh, you know, it's it's definitely really cool to to get one of those. Now kids are getting it all the time, and it's really really cool. It's crazy. Like yeah. in every sport, baseball, they're getting these big old rings. Yeah. And I think it's so so cool, and I think it's a testament to like how serious Texas takes their sports. Oh no doubt. Now for you. When did you realize, like, oh, hey, I'm going to be a football player. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, uh, you know, I didn't really know. I mean, when I started playing football, I was nine years old. And uh, I originally played soccer, and I was way too aggressive. When it came to it, I got way too many red cards. Surprise, surprise. They put me a goalie. My mom, I remember I was going to, uh, she was driving me to school, and I was like, you know, I want to play football. And, you know, the first thing she said was, you know, the coach is really mean, <laughs> you know? So I was like, oh no, I, you know, I want to try it out and do it. You know, it stuck. And um, in high school, I didn't really, I didn't know the whole like recruiting process or any of that. Like my family, they, they came from a different country and they didn't know any of that. So like 
for me, it was just like when college started like wanting to talk to me and stuff, I was just very foreign. I'm like, this is a thing. Like I can actually go to college playing football, you know, for free. Yeah, like yeah. that was mind boggling to me. That's so too like, good to be true. Way too good to be, <laughs> to be true. And I was like, you know, when that first offer came in and, and I was, I was over the moon for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to that, I just, it's, it's just crazy looking back at that for sure. Yeah, and you can tell your parents mean a lot to you, man. Oh, you a couple times just already. <laughs> Talk about them. You said they, they're immigrants, right? Yeah. So, uh, my family came from, uh, first generation here. I'm first generation here. They came from, uh, Romania and, uh, met at they went to the same Romanian church but they met at a coffee shop and got uh yeah got this whole history of me being here and doing all that so uh you know it's really cool to have that heritage and that culture uh I have a massive family here yeah. in Texas um you know and with with that comes with you know a lot of support a lot of love really really close family um and so yeah I mean they've mean the world to me and they've done so much for me just you know, they they had to learn so much as of I right. going through this whole football process. I mean, my mom was like, she didn't know an ounce of football, you know? And right, now right. she's like, she's over here calling plays and doing this type of stuff. I'm like, <laughs> she's locked in. Uh, she's locked in for sure. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's really special what they did for me and how much they sacrificed for me. That's so cool because you see, like, here immigrants and you're like, that can't be easy. It cannot be easy moving from one country to another yeah and just completely starting a life and you growing up seeing that hearing the stories knowing what they had been through to get here how did that change your perspective and like make you look at them differently you know like the biggest thing that i took from all that was i never took anything for granted especially like you know growing up we didn't have they they provided a lot for us but we didn't obviously have i didn't come from a household that like you know we had all the little nice things here and there you know like it was it, they they did everything they could to 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 provide for us and do a, give us a great life and we had you know it, it, and seeing how hard my dad and my mom worked and did all that like it was just like a testament to them so you know my dad would always tell me it's like you know depends on how how much hard work you put in is how much you're going to get out type of thing so you know everything i do i kind of kind of take that mentality and cuz i've seen it you know, like my dad works his tail off. He worked his tail off for us, you know, just to provide and do all that. And, you know, that's something that I always appreciate and always saw. I mean, he's he's so such a hard worker, you know, and uh, it's really cool being able to, like, observe that and see that from my dad and be able to take that. And, uh, you know, uh, not only in my everyday life, but on the field and doing all that type of stuff. I love hearing you guys talk about your dads. Because yeah. Like when I was growing up, you always heard like, oh, shout out to my mom, shout out to my mom. Dads yeah. didn't always get a lot of love. And it seems like y'all younger cats really got love for your dads. Your dads were very, very present. So that's so cool. And, you know, a lot of times like me growing up and going through life, I think about the things my dad has said, right? Mm -hmm. I think about things, advice he gave me. You've had a lot going on lately. What is some advice from your dad that you ring true in your head constantly? What's the one thing that he constantly told you that you're like, yeah, Pops, you was right? You're talking about uh, my new addition? It could be that, man. I mean, you are a father. We were going to get into that a little later. We could jump into it right now. You are a girl dad now. Yeah, I'm a girl dad for sure. Um, it's one of the, I mean, it's such a special moment to go through and be a part of and and do all that. And, and um, you know, being able to hold your baby girl and do all, you know, it's just like there's nothing like it. There really isn't. And uh, my dad, he just always tells me, tells me to like cherish it. And, you know, he knows like what, what type of man I am, 
you know, and like I, the things that he's told, I mean, like the way he raised me, all that type of stuff, like I'm taking, I know to take to, to my, my daughter, you know, how to, how to treat her right with respect and all that type of stuff. And, and, um, you know, I have two little sisters, yeah. so, uh, you know, they you had a little practice. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, like I, I, I treat them with all, you know, so much love and I care for them so much. Like they're almost like my daughters, almost yeah. that type of thing, you know? So it's like, uh, they're my little sisters. They're, you know, I protected them. I did all that, you know, and that type of stuff. So, uh, my dad always told me to do that. So that's what I'm gonna do for my little baby girl for sure. I have no doubt you're going to do that, man. We're going to talk about your baby girl a little later, but let's, let's go back to, um, you, being a young man, choosing where you're going to go to college. So clearly family's a lot to you. Like you said, you have a lot of family in Texas. So was that always the goal to go to college somewhere in Texas and be close to your family? Was that kind of the goal? You know, if it, I'm going to be honest with you. If it wasn't for football, I probably wouldn't have gotten to college. Like really? I was, I was like educally, I, my mom always, like I had really good grades in high school. Like I, I scored really high on my SAT. Like I did all that. But like for us, it wasn't like college wasn't necessarily like you go do it type of thing. But it's like, if you want to, but it's like, why do I want to go in debt Right, where I could just go work and start working my way up to something? You know, that was kind of my yeah. mindset. Obviously, I wanted to go to college. Uh, but again, for, for, for football, I got the opportunity to, to do that. And, um, you know, I originally committed to the University of Houston, hometown. Yep. Um, Coach Herman at the time um, when I ended up going to Texas. And I was a low recruited cat. Like I was I was bottom of the bar barrel type of thing. So like, um, you know, so when they went there, it took a while for them to, it was like two, two weeks before signing day, they offered me, wow. they struck out on so many guys. They finally offered me. And like, for us, our, my family, Texas was kind of like that. Like the Mecca? The Mecca, yeah. you know? So I was like, <laughs> I'm not passing that up. Right. But you know, I got to college, I was like fourth, fifth string office lineman amongst all, everybody. You know, it's like, yeah. I, mean, I was one of those developmental guys. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when I had the opportunity, I mean, they were so thrilled that I was going to Texas. I mean, I'm sure you were thrilled as well. Though, I was, right? I was stoked. I mean, that was a, uh, that was a school that I always repped all the time. Like my parents would go to Ross and if they had Texas gear there, I always ask them like, can I get a shirt? Can I get something, you know, like Ross or Marshall's, you know, like that type of thing. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, I was always trying to rep, rep Texas. Well, man, you clearly made the right decision, man. You go to Texas. Now you said it, you said you weren't one of the top guys you were at game near the bottom of the depth chart. Yeah. What did being able to overcome that, become a starter, become a big man on campus, what was that like for you? Especially, man, you're young, you're a teenager. That's not easy to do, man. How did you stay focused? How did you accomplish that? Yeah, so, like, kind of going back to, like, my, my dad's way of, like, working, you know? Um, I was a really, really light guy. I knew I had to put weight on. Um, a lot of the testament was to my strength coach, Yancey McKnight, he helped me a ton through that whole process. I sat down with him like, hey, like I know what I, well, I know what, where I'm at and I know what I need to do and I'm gonna do everything to do it. So like when I tell you, I was always in the weight room, like always lifting, always like my eating habits at first was just like on point. Like, right. you know, like I it was like carbs, ton of protein, you know, limited sugar, that type of stuff. Like I was on top of it. I ate Chipotle. Which you look at it, oh, Chipotle, but if you just, rice. Uh, it has everything chicken, you need. You everything you need. <laughs> everything I would eat that for need. like breakfast, lunch, and dinner type of thing. Yeah. Like I was so dedicated to doing that. And, you know, as the years kind of progressed, I was able to put weight on. And then um, I was always kind of like more athletic when it came to a big guy. So yeah. like <laughs> uh, I think that it 
um, kind of goes back in the background, like me playing soccer, that helped a ton, yeah. you know, just being able to be such a big guy. But I was able to move with all the smaller kids and doing all that type of stuff. So, um, yeah, I just used that to my um, my ability to, to, to go up. And as I started putting more weight on and doing all that, that's when I started being able to perform really high and do all that. So, uh, yeah, a lot of my testament goes to obviously like my, my dad's worth ethic and looking at him knowing that I got to put in the work and then my strength coach. I mean, it takes a humbleness and all that work, right? And grinding and knowing like, hey, I could have went somewhere else to maybe a small school and been the man immediately. Yeah. But you chose the long route. You chose the harder route. Yeah. For you, when was that moment when you were like, oh, wow, like I'm here. Like I'm I'm the man now. Like I, I, I've put in that work and now I'm here to show you guys who I really am. Yeah, so like my, my sophomore year or my, my retro freshman year, I played and I was really light and I had a good season and I was going to my junior year and I bumped up like 12, 12, 15 pounds. And I started like halfway through, like really playing some good ball. Mm. And there was some like talks about like, Hey, he could like come out and go to the draft. I'm like, what the NFL? Are you serious? Wow. Like that's not even, that was not, even, again, college was never a thought. NFL was never a thought. So like those things, I was just trying to play football, right? You know, like just play football, have fun, do my job. And that was my basis of, of what I was doing. So, yeah, I mean, junior year was when the talks were like, hey, he could come out, you know? And I'm like, what? And so, yeah, that's kind of when I started. like, oh, I'm, I actually has a shot to, to do something. That is so wild because then you get drafted. You go, what, second round? Yeah. I mean, that is crazy for yeah. somebody that didn't even assume that they were going to make it to the NFL, but you made it and you get that call from Washington. Mm -hmm. What was that like for you, man? What was that moment like? Take us back there. I mean, never in my wildest dreams would I have ever imagined being in this position. I mean, you know, a lot of people take, you know, could take this for granted. I, I did not, you know, I, I mean, this meant not only so much to me, to my family, to the testament of what they did for me and all this, like all the investment they did to put into me, all the, all the long car trips we go and go to games and travel and do all that. And, you know, the, the amount of hours they put into just taking care of me and doing that. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it was a, uh, you could see it on the tape. It was just a f so much emotion just came to that. You know, it was so cool. It was really, really special. Yeah, man. And then your first year, you know, you're, you're troubled with a few injuries. And, you know, there's a lot of young guys on this team. And there's a lot of young people that watch and, like, look up to you and say, oh, man, I want to be the next Sam Cosme. How did you mentally overcome that? Because nobody expects that, right? Nobody expects their rookie season to be having, deal, having to deal with injuries, having to miss time. How did you mentally overcome that and keep going? Uh, you know, like rookie year, a lot of guys say it's like a blur. Um, and mine was for sure a blur. Um, it was definitely difficult because I that was the first time I really got the injury bug. Yeah. Because uh, I came back from a high and low ankle sprain on the same ankle. And then the same game I came back, I tore my hip flexor. So, like, I never had injuries in college. Like, I was always healthy. So that was like, brand new for you. It's this whole new experience for me. Uh, luckily, I had Brandon Sheriff here, and he was dealing with a knee thing, and I learned a lot from him on, like, how to get through that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was definitely, you could say, like, a darker time, you know, because it's a new spot. I, I've never been outside of Texas besides then, and I went to California for training, but that was, you know, yeah, that was a good different. time. That was a great time. Yeah. But this is, I'm on my own. Mm -hmm. I go, I come here, I go to my apartment by myself, and it's just football by myself, football by myself. So when the football aspect got kind of taken away, I was just strictly, like, focused into just trying to, 
get my body right, right, you know? And so, yeah, I learned a lot from Brandon. I learned a lot from myself. I learned a lot about my body and, and, and doing that type of stuff. What was the hardest part about them days when you had to go home and be alone? Yeah, I mean, you go to an apartment that, like, it's just, like, it, I didn't have a lot of lights in there, you know? It's just, like, I always said my two my two friends were my two TVs in the ha- in the thing. Oh, you know? wow. Like, wow. it's just, like, you know, you're by yourself. Yeah. Like, it's not easy. And you're young. Uh, young, yeah. You just, like, I don't want to go out and do stuff. There's, you know, in the area, it's more suburb area, so there's not tons of stuff to do around here. So it's, like, I it, yeah, it's, it's quote-unquote kind of depressing for sure. So, um yeah, I mean, just, but I knew that's the one thing I did. I knew that better times were coming. That was the biggest thing, the mindset, like better th- times are coming. Because again, going back to if I keep working hard, better times are coming. Yep. Yep. You know? So just keeping that mindset of like, it sucks. Like, especially that second injury coming back. I mean, I was in the dumps. Like, I worked so hard to get back from my high and low ankle sprain. You know? Yeah. It's not an easy injury. And, um, for that to happen i mean i'm like all right gotta do it again yeah, you know do it again so yeah. yeah and it worked man because clearly second year has been a been a good year for you man you, you've shown who you are you've shown you belong here as a starter for you how has this year been different than that first year and what have you felt that it's just been different for you um you know so um just to be able to like you know grasping the knowledge of like the guys that i've had around me the older cats, that type of stuff, um, being able to, <clears throat> you know, like ball slow down. You always kind of hear that. Yeah. Like as as time as plays kind of go and all that type of stuff, like just the football slows down and your knowledge of the game just increases. And so being able to have that like knowledge allows you to have like that savvy, especially on the on the field, of like yeah, I know what's going on. I know what's coming. I know what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, that's just having your head on your shoulders and not feeling like you're just like a, ki- a chicken with his head cut off, yeah. you know, like that's the rookie year, you know, and then that, you know, going to that, that just feels way better knowing what's happening and that type of stuff. And then you can start working on your craft and really do all that. So that's been able, that's been the thing that's been able for me to just hone in and. Yeah, and and you're somebody that was very fortunate because you're coming onto a team, um, especially last season as well, where it's full of studs on that defensive line. Yeah. You're going up against some of the best defensive linemen in the league day in and day out. What did you get from those battles? Yeah, I mean, I got I got put on my ass a lot. You know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> <It happens. laughs> um, you know, having these those guys to go against like uh, Tez and Chase, especially a tackle, and then you know this year uh, being able to go against Ron. Uh, you know, you learn a lot. Yeah. You learn a lot from, you know, what it is like going against some of the best. And um, you're always trying to, you know, you're never, you're never failing. You're just like, you're taking this and if you allow yourself to learn from it, it's not, you're not failing, yeah. you know? So yeah. those, those are, th- especially in practices and stuff like that. So uh, being able to take that and, and grow from that was, it was huge. Year three for you has to be very, very special because no. you had your baby girl. Mm-hmm. What did that do for you? How did that change your mentality from this rookie that comes in here, doesn't know whether they're, they're all alone, and now you're a father? Yeah, it's, so it's crazy. Like, in this time span, I got married, and then not even a year from when we um, got married, we have a baby. Like, it's crazy for us, um, you know. Wow. And, and uh, it, it, you know, obviously you got to mature and do all that, and, like, I'm a dad now type of thing. And you you – there's nothing, it's crazy, there's nothing like when you have that, you know, your kid, 
that love, that instant love, you know, that you have for her. Yeah. For me, that's what I felt. I mean, I was in, when she came into this world, I was just filled with so much joy and love and that type of stuff. So, yeah, it gives me a, a, a another motivation to play even harder on Sundays. Yeah. Has, has it made it harder or easier to do your job knowing that she's home waiting for you? waiting to be able to spend time with her dad. Does it make it harder sometimes? No, I mean, um, I talked to my wife. I was like, I impress myself right now because it's like, you know, it's like I get less sleep. Um, I'm sure, right, right. So it's like being able to come like here and still like perform highly and do all that type of stuff. And, you know, because at the end of the day, I still want to help and do that and still be a pro and still be able to take care of my body and that type of stuff. But, um, yeah, being able to go home, I look forward to going home. Yeah. Look forward to just holding her and just having her on my chest and just having her just, maybe she does nothing, but it's just the cutest little thing. So, yeah. That's so sweet, man. That's so sweet. Well, listen, man, we're not going to keep you too long. We know you still got more work to do here. We yeah. have two games left in the season. This is your ISO camera right here, man. I want you to look into this camera right here and talk directly to the Commander fans and tell them why these last two games are so important and why they need to pack out FedEx Field for you guys and get real loud. Um, you know, when it comes to this team, you know, we have a lot to build on. We have a lot of potential to go forward. And um, I hope you guys understand that each and every Sunday we give it our all. Uh, no matter what, um, your support means a ton. And so having you guys there uh, will just help us tremendously. So um, us as players, we play for you guys. We play for the name on, on the front of our chest and the name on the back of our chest. So, uh, yeah, that support for you guys being there would be amazing. Sam, man, well, we can't wait to see you guys ball out these last two games. Man, yeah. It's been an exciting season watching you grow as a player, man, yeah. and I'm sure you're going to just get even better now that you're a girl, Dad, man. Sam, oh, yeah. we appreciate your time, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you so Thank much. You. Man, this family, this is the Next Man Up podcast, and our next man up is no other than our big man, Sam Cosby. Sam, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Love Podcast, where we have a lot more for you on the Commanders Podcast Network. That's right, we have the Command Center Podcast with Logan Paulson, Fred Smoot, and Santana Moss. It's like hanging out with your best friends, but you're talking all Commanders football. Then we have the Players Club with legends London Fletcher and Santana Moss, and they sit with your favorite Commanders players, and they talk football in a way that only those who played the game could. Then, of course, we have the Get Loud Podcast with Mike Jenkins and Fred Smoot doing what they do best, getting loud. That show is a lot of fun. And then, of of course, we have the Next Man Up podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with another one of your favorite Commanders players. All that and more can be found on the Commanders Podcast Network, streaming wherever you get your podcasts, or you can watch us on the Commanders YouTube page.